Sorry, that was an interesting crotch <laughs> shot, wasn't it? Sorry about that, Paul. Hi, Kelly. Hey. <laughs> oh, hey, Kelly. Hey. How's my sound? I wanted to make sure I had the microphone set up first up. Is that your condenser mic you're tapping? Yeah, that's on the good mic. Oh, you're a winner, Paul. I got it right. Kelly, I don't know if you know, but we start every episode getting the sound right because it's always a clusterfuck. Now, figure out what to do. I've got to plug <laughs> the microphone in first, then log into Zencaster, then plug the camera in. I'm delighted because it usually takes 15 minutes to get to this yeah. point. We're winning. We can get straight into it. So, Paul, Kelly, Kelly, Paul. Most of what I remember about Kelly is actually chat-based. Yeah, yeah. Like all of my great relationships. (laughs) Because at the time, that was my role at the job we were on. I was trying to help people over chat do shit. And you couldn't really help anyone with that job because... They had demands that were near impossible. The only way to fulfill their demands was really to not do a good job. But then you get punished for that as well. Uh-huh. You have to sit there with a customer for more than like 20 minutes. And if you escalate that, you get a talking to. And if you don't and you stay on the call, you get marked down for being more than 20 minutes. Like, there was no winning. Oh, I know. That's why Christy hated it too. Hey, did you ever meet Christy? No, I don't think I actually met her. <laughs> well, she's in this room at the moment trying to sleep. Oh. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> We're on to um, chapter 24, aren't we? Yeah, we are on to chapter 24. Well, that means we are about to celebrate a monumental milestone in this podcast history, Sister Patience. Oh, what is it, Paul? Paul, Paul, tell me what it is. This is the last Isaiah chapter. Yay! <laughs> ah, we, we've done the podcast for nearly a year, but it feels like we've been stuck in Isaiah for like 10 years. <laughs> no. I can't remember what happened before it. I feel like any religious book would feel like a million years to finish. So correct. Yeah, Isaiah is particularly bad. So sorry, Kelly, let's get into your story. Do you have a religious background at all? or No, I wasn't raised into any particular religion. So have you ever read the Bible or any scriptures? I have zero knowledge of anything, so. <laughs> oh, so this is all new territory to you okay i'm so jealous kelly that you don't know anything about religion i feel free wonderful well the good thing (laughs) is the first part of any scripture that she's going to read in her entire life is isaiah well it's a good start (laughs) which guarantees she's never going to want to read anything ever again yeah pretty much (laughs) i used to envy people that were religious because like they always believed in someone that cared for them and was like watching over them it's a feeling that you wouldn't never really be alone and like I envy that Mm. because I just don't like, I just don't. <laughs> so, like, it can be a little bit lonely, actually. Oh, uh, isn't that just the truth? But you know what? I know you'd think that religion would stop you from being lonely and that's why people follow them. And I think you're at least partly right. But I know that belief of having someone there all the time that you answer to, if you really follow those beliefs to their logical conclusion, it has this opposite effect where you end up being anxious about it all the time. Yeah, well, you would, right? Like... <laughs> Because there's so many rules in religion. Like, all you hear about is, like, you know, if you do the wrong thing, you're going to go to a bad place or be punished in some kind of way. And you can't be perfect. Perfection is unattainable. You can't do that. So How did you get so wise, Kelly? (laughs) I've thought about it before because, like, obviously religions come up as a conversation before with people that I know. And, like, I think a lot because I don't really talk a lot. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did we ever talk about religion on chat? I know that my favourite thing to do at work was talk about non-work things on chat. <laughs> Did you ever do any fucking work? <laughs> we mostly just chatted and sent each other memes. <laughs> You've had two or three old work colleagues on the show now and it doesn't sound like there was any work being done. Is that why you all don't work there anymore? Did you all get fired? Oh, pretty much. Yeah. Last week we had Brother Mitchell on the show. <laughs> I'd walk up to him and he'd just basically pause whoever he was talking to and just start talking to him. <laughs> That's true friendship right there. Putting your job on the line for someone. <laughs> he was good fun. I enjoyed working with him. So Kelly, you're, sorry, we've got to say Sister Kelly because we're on this show. <laughs> yeah. You said you haven't been religious, so that's awesome. Yeah. You're um, definitely not going to be after this podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Wouldn't that be ironic if us mocking religion somehow made one of our guests think, actually, oh, I'm going to try that. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Maybe this ain't so bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I hope not. That would completely defeat the purpose. Put it this way, religion's not always bad. If you were to go religious, I don't think I'd kick myself too hard. I would consider us a monumental failure, to be honest. <laughs> Just as long as you don't take it too seriously. I think the most successful, well-adjusted religious people are the ones that are very flexible with their ideas on it. As long as you're flexible with most things in life, you tend to juggle along and stuff. You don't end up being too much of a narrow-minded prick. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to become religious, guys. Don't worry about okay, that. Okay. <laughs> Aren't you an atheist? Yeah, I am. Yeah, well, join the club. How did you get there? In primary school, we had a day per week where we had to learn about, you know, Jesus and Christianity and all that bullshit. Yep, I remember religious class. Yeah, I hated it. Oh, wow. Even as a child, I was like, hmm. I wasn't allowed to go in primary school because they taught a different version of Christianity to Mormonism and my parents didn't want me to get confused. So I actually got to hang out in life with the atheists and the Jews and the Muslims and stuff during religious class. Yeah, I was jealous of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Not very religious. I sort of just steer away from that shit. Same with politics. I don't follow anything like that. I feel like it just ruins your life. It just puts all this bullshit in your head that you don't need, right? Oh, doesn't it just? <laughs> I don't pay attention to what's happening in the world. Up until COVID, I had no idea like who the Prime Minister was. Or... Me neither! Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, if, if it helps, it doesn't really matter who our Prime Minister is right now because he doesn't do a fucking thing anyway. They don't do shit! So we may as well not have one. Scotty from marketing. <laughs> yes, where the bloody hell are ya? <laughs> so do you know anything about Mormonism? I've heard the word. Yeah? I've never actually looked into it. Have you ever met Mormons, had them knock on your door? Don't think so, no. <laughs> okay, wow. We're really starting from scratch with this one. I remember after I invited you on the podcast, Kelly, I chatted Paul and said, she was born without religion. Like, <laughs> I had to explain to her what the Book of Mormon was. <laughs> and I still didn't understand. Like, I still I get it. It's like, what, a Bible for Mormons? Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> written on golden plates and given oh. to a farm boy by an angel. Of course. Yeah. Here's the story <laughs> of a man named Joseph who dug up some golden plates in a hill. Pretty much. Yeah, that's awesome. Then we're really starting from scratch here. So yeah. we need to fill you in with a few of the Mormon beliefs and stuff before we get reading or... Uh... I think you should, Yeah, Paul. yeah. But also, I want to know, like, if Kelly was raised without religion, what was she raised with? 
nothing. I had nothing. Did your parents give you any sort of moral or ethical guidance at all? Were you a science-minded house? My mom's spiritual, but she doesn't believe in God. So she believes in like a higher power, but... Oh, she does, does she? Yeah. <laughs> and like, she's like real strong with like the stupid zodiacs and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. And she's always like, ah, oh, yeah, Taurus will do that. And it's like, mom, like, I don't believe in that shit. And she just keep going every single time. At least believing in the stars doesn't have like a whole bunch of rules that go with it and ways that you have to treat people. Yeah. I'd rather someone believe in astrology than religion. I think they're a bit <laughs> easier to deal with. I guess, yeah. I think like we're just biology, right? We're just animals. And for some reason, like we've just came into being. Like, I don't think that anyone was like, all right, these are humans and I made them. I completely believe just that there is nothing. We just came from dust or whatever. We're an advanced species of ape. That's all we are. Yeah. And because we're so intelligent, we like to question like all these things. We're like, hmm, why are we here? Like, I think that's where religion came from because someone, you know, needed to believe in something or whatever. Yeah. Religion stems from trying to explain why we're here and the universe around us. Yeah. Before the scientific method came into place and everything, it was just people trying to figure out, you know, what we're here and that's what they came up with. But unfortunately, millions of years later, there's people still clinging onto it. Oh, it's so dumb. We've come up with better answers. <laughs> it is so dumb, isn't it? But at the same time, the truth is kind of depressing. I remember we had an episode well, months ago now and it was after <laughs> that little incident <laughs> I mentioned earlier. And I was depressed and we started talking about life and where do we go when we die and of course, you know, the atheist position is either we don't know or we don't really have any proof for knowing or nothing happens. Yeah, we just stop existing, yeah. We stop existing. All the people we love are just gonna go away. Yeah, we're not going to a better place. We don't get no. to see them again. Like, it's just all comfort bullshit that they're like telling each other. Like. Uh -huh. And it's yeah. sad and it's hard to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm the opposite. I've always said since I got out of Mormonism and I've become atheist, I have more life meaning now than I did when I was religious. Mm. Because it's sort of like I know that one day I'm going to die. I don't know when that is. So I've got to make the most of what I have. Exactly. You know, it's not like, oh, I hope I die soon because I'm going to be happier afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Do you make an effort to take advantage of every moment to try and get the most out of life? Is that your ethos, Kelly? Um, I would say no. I'm, I'm kind of a, <laughs> I'm kind of a person like I, I don't leave my house. Um, I don't I don't really do anything like. Oh, are you me? <laughs> I'm pretty much a habit. All I do is play games. I feel guilty about not doing the things that, you know, I'd like to do. I had like sort of a midlife crisis when I was 20. Oh. And I was like, I, I don't do anything in my life. All I do is play games. So like I went out to Soundwave in 2015 and like saw all my favorite bands live and like went to visit my aunt on the Gold Coast and she took me around places and I made this huge video and uploaded it to YouTube. Like, look at my life. This is what I've done. And then after that, I was like, Great, got that out of my system. Now I can go back to playing games <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you do what makes you happy. That's the important thing. Oh, my goodness. That's really yeah. fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that a cat or a dog? behind? It's a cat behind you there on the... Yeah, it's a cat. <laughs> it's hard to make out because it's black and it looks like it's on like a dark-coloured blanket or something. I just saw something move. Hey, kitty. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Who's the cat? Hello? Look up so they can see you. So black. <laughs> Hello, kitty. She's the void. The void. The void. Is that her name? The void. <laughs> no, her name's Amity. Oh, okay. Amity. Okay. Yeah. The void. Okay. <laughs> oh, so cute. All right. Now I want to hear the cat read Isaiah and see if it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 
This particular prophet we're going to be reading today exists not just in the Book of Mormon, but also in the Bible, because what the leader of the Mormon church did was he copied huge chunks of the Bible and put it into his own book and patted himself on the back for that like it was all inspired by an angel. Now, what he did was he, he changed the occasional word in there. That's right, he changed the occasional word. So that he could say that the Bible version of Isaiah was corrupted and he's given God proper translation of it. A second testament or something. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much the words they use. <laughs> Because we've got someone who doesn't know about the book and hopefully we have some more listeners tuning in who've never heard the story before. You never know, it could happen. <laughs> um, if you are a new listener, I recommend go back listen to the first couple of episodes. Oh, uh, yeah. Go and listen to Sister Patience's Nervous Breakdown. It was great. Yeah, Just yeah. lovely. <laughs> Head back about, I don't know, episode... 38 and 39. Yeah, a few weeks ago. But no, the first couple of episodes of the show we deal with the history of the church and this book that we're about to read. But short story is a guy called Joseph Smith claims that a angel called Moroni led him to a hill where there was a stone box with some gold plates inside it and the gold plates were a scriptural record of the ancient American people who came from Israel by boats across to America and he got those plates and with a device called the Urim and Thummim translated them into English and gave us the Book of Mormon. <laughs> to hear you put it like that, it does just sound so insane. It's like... Mm. These Israeli mm. people became Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, the more I say it, the more I think, this is just horseshit. How did I ever <laughs> buy into this? It's like every time I try to describe it, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> anyway, I was born into it and brainwashed, not my fault. I do not claim any responsibility. But yeah, Kelly, so the section we're reading is there's a biblical prophet in the Old Testament called Isaiah who was considered to be one of the greatest prophets of all time. You know, he's very profound, very deep. Oh, so profound. Every line of his verses means something and oh. it has multiple levels, okay? So many meanings packed in together. <laughs> but basically when you read it, it's pretty much just like he hit auto text on his phone or something, you know? like <laughs> it, it, it sounds like he just started off as saying and then and then just kept hitting the space bar to see what kind of sentences <laughs> came out. What do you call that? It's not auto. Predictive text. That's it. Kelly, can't we just get you in the chat each time so that you can just fill in our thoughts whenever? we can't think of something. <laughs> it doesn't just feel like it's been a long time. It has been like several months, hasn't it, to get through this? Oh, it's so, been long. Yes, yes. Long and strong. 32 verses of fury. Let's uh, bring Isaiah out with a bang. <laughs> so we're going to read it now. Kelly, at any stage, if you have any questions or comments or whatever, just pipe in and tell us. Will do. <laughs> it doesn't matter how off topic. Just go for it. You know I will. Yeah, I assume you're going to be thinking what the fuck yeah. often and often yeah. and often. So we're here to answer your question. Cool, nice. <laughs> so. I've noticed when I edit this horse shit that the bit I like about each episode the most is before we start reading whatever scripture we're reading. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of weird. Reading the book is the whole point of the podcast while I we're know. starting it, but it's the least <laughs> fun part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping from next week, once we start getting back into Nephi's story and everything, I'm hoping we can have a bit more fun with that. So That's right. So Nephi at the moment, Kelly, is the main character who's writing all of this. Ah, uh, the MC. Yeah, yeah. Yes, MC Nephi. <laughs> MC Nephi. <laughs> <laughs> but he 
here's the irony at the moment. Nephi's younger brother, Jacob, is preaching to his people. And so he's reading the book of Isaiah to his people. But then Nephi, rather than just taking the book of Isaiah and just putting it in his gold plates, he's re-chiseling it into golden (laughs) plates while his brother says it. Uh, and he keeps saying along the way into the text he's chiseling in oh i have to be really brief because i'm chiseling it in i'm being so brief oh look at how brief i'm being i can't write everything because i'm being really brief and he says this multiple times it's like just shut up about how brief you're being and just fucking say it (laughs) just be brief damn it (laughs) this whole chapters of nephi saying i have to save as much space as possible on these plates i have to be concise i i can only put the important things in it's like well if you stop saying that the book would be like half the size goddamn scientists <laughs> by the way kelly after this episode if you want to know more about mormonism <laughs> don't go to the mormon webpage don't go to the mormon webpage <laughs> look up the south park episode they did on mormonism okay. it is Spot on. <laughs> All right, take it away, Paul. Do your thing. Okay, so you got the text there, Kelly? Yeah. So we're doing this Sunday school style, so we're going to read like three <laughs> verses each. At any time, come in and comment, ask questions, whatever. Let's see how we go. Please interject because it's so boring. Yes. <laughs> any tangents are welcome. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so where are we? Isaiah <laughs> chapter 24. Here we go. All right. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land and the strangers shall be joined with them and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. That sounds too close. Mm. They're cleaving. Cleaving. They're being joined. That sounds a bit sexual, doesn't it? Everything sounds sexual. We've established that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And the people shall take them and bring them to their place. Yay! From far unto the ends of the earth, they shall return to their lands of promise, and the house of Israel shall possess them. And the land of the Lord shall be for servants and handmaids, and they shall take them captives unto whom they were captives. Damn, all right. (laughs) Straight up, just, yeah, you're captives now. Way to go. For servants and handmaids, they will take them captives unto whom they were captives. What the fuck does that mean? They're taking the people who are captive, which is themselves, and then... Oh, they're flipping it. They're flipping it. They're flipping it. it. Okay, the captives are taking the people who ruled them. It's a switcheroo, Paul. And they shall rule over... Oh, (laughs) nice plot twist. The good guys are becoming the bad guys, and the bad guys are becoming the good guys. Okay. (laughs) And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear. Do you promise? And from the hard bondage wherein. <laughs> it's not just regular bondage, it's yeah. hard bondage on hard bodies. <laughs> we got the right book. <laughs> Three verses in and we're already into the BDSM. I love it. <laughs> wherein thou wast made to serve. Oh, I say, you're such a strict machine. I yeah. love it. All right, sister patience, well, you are wast made to read <laughs> verse four. And it shall come to pass 
in that day that thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say, how hath the oppressor ceased? The golden city ceased. Is it golden city? Yeah, okay, what's the golden city? I don't know. Maybe it's Babylon. Is it next to the emerald city? <laughs> That's right. This is the wonderful wizard of Isaiah. <laughs> They're the neighbour of Oz. Oz was emerald. This is the oh, golden city. So. All right. Yeah. Follow the golden plate road. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All the way to God. Yes. That's it. Verse 5. The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked, the scepters of the rulers. Yes, he has. He's snapping their scepters, Paul. That's uh, not very fun. And their rods. Oh. Again with the rods. How many times does Nephi and everything mention rods? The guy, he was closeted. He was definitely well in the definitely. closet. And he was obsessed <laughs> with staffs and rods. I also think that God needs to stop playing with the Israelites' rods. You've got circumcision. You've got just regular <laughs> snapping. He just needs a different hobby, Paul. God gave them the rods to begin with too and then he spends uh -huh. their entire lives telling them that the rods need to be changed. I mean, it's natural that they're going to want to play with it, but just not like that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Verse 6. He who smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke. <laughs> 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 One continual stroke That's all it. the way. He's going to see it to complete. Oh my God. He that ruled the nations in anger is persecuted and none hindereth. And now for the first time in her life reading scripture, <laughs> here's Sister Kelly with verse 7. Okay. <laughs> the whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe there was a reason for the musical. Ah. They're happy that they don't have their rods and scepters? <laughs> Yay, the fir trees rejoice at thee. Yeah, ignore the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they got to get this right. For those listening at home, that's fir, it's spelled F-I-R in that's this case. That's right, not uh, F-U-R. Yes, yes. Uh, ah. <laughs> and also the cedars of Lebanon saying, since thou art laid down, no fella is come up against us. No fella? Oh. <laughs> As in a tree feller, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it's E-R, not A on the end, feller. That's really fella. weird. Yeah, it yeah, sounds so, like they're fella. Australian. So he's, no he's fellas used... come over. <laughs> yeah, that fella from Israel came over with his fir tree. And his rods. And... <laughs> what does your fella think about this one, Kelly? He doesn't even like listening to anything to do with religion. Like, he just gets angry. Oh, we should have him on next week. We should. <laughs> he can't stand it. If I ever find myself in church, I often find myself getting so mad that I feel like I can move things with my mind. <laughs> no, you wish you could so that you could, like, mess with everyone. I've had the same thought. I kind of feel like I can, though, and that really means that going to church causes psychosis, uh, and that's not good. Reach out with the force. I'm so <laughs> mentally well, Kelly. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's if we could, we'd wait till the preacher's up at the stand and then, like, give him, like, a force wedgie. <laughs> Verse 9 Hell from beneath is moved for thee To meet thee at thy coming It stirreth up the dead for thee Even all the chief ones of the earth It hath raised up from their thrones All the kings of the nations 
Some Game of Thrones action. Yeah. Stirring up the dead for thee. Necolipsy? What's the word? Narcolipsy? Necolipsy? Necro. Necro. The thing where you like to fuck dead people. They're stirring up the dead with their rods. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. That's worse than God taking the rods from them. Goddamn necrophiliacs. Yeah, necrophiliacs. There we go. That was something I was going to ask you, Paul. Mm -hmm. If God is snapping their rods and cutting them off and doing all of these horrible things to their poor staffs and rods, does that mean what they're left with is a Franken-cunt? I would say so. I think so. Yes, yes, a Franken-pussy. As we discussed last week. God wants everyone to have a Franken-pussy. There you go. That's right. And then he'll punish the people for not multiplying and having children. That's right, because it's their own fault. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I destroyed your rods. Why aren't you having kids? I told you to have kids. Why did you get the sex reassignment surgery that I forced upon you? (laughs) All right. It's all it is. Like, seriously, like, anything religious, it's all hypocrisy. Like, all of it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every group ends up doing all the things that they shun, hey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's just a few billion people on Earth we need to convince of that fact and then we can all start progressing. Help us, Kelly! Help us! <laughs> We've only got half the world! I'm holding on here by a thread! Verse 10, back to me. Okay. And they shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become weak as we? Art thou become like unto us? <laughs> That's a bit morbid. That's like if you're really down and depressed and whatever, you're going up to your mate going, hey, you want to be depressed with me? Misery loves company, Paul. Yeah. Life sucks for me. Does life suck for you too? <laughs> yeah, let's start a Discord server. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this next one. Thy pop. I love the word pop. I don't know why they put it in there. But thy pop is brought down to the grave. The noise of thy vials is not heard. The worm is spread under. Under thee, and Ew. the worms cover thee. Ew! I know. Uh. What's a pomp? Like pompous, like grand and elaborate, and yeah, I think that's what it means there. Oh, I was about to look it up, but Sister Patience is on the case. Pomp, ceremony, and splendid display, and archaic, vain and ostentatious display. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, already done. <laughs> How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? See, mornings are evil. It's there in the scriptures. Oh, I know. Well, I spend a lot of time awake in the mornings. Oh. I get up at like 3 a.m. That's why you're evil. (laughs) What do you do when you get up at 3 a.m.? Do you get lots done because no one else is up? Hell no. I spend that time playing games on my iPad Uh and watching Netflix. Why do you get up at 3.30, by the way? I have really bad anxiety about like sleeping. The anxiety will wake me up. It's just happened for so long now that like it's become routine and there's parts of my brain that doesn't like it when my routine's messed up. So like even if I don't wake up anxious, I have to wake up really early. Otherwise, I'll freak out all day. So. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Is part of that a worry that if you don't wake up, then you won't get something done or... I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's not a rational thing. It just is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. That's how our mind's just a clusterfuck. It's kind of nice though, because like I sit outside on a day bed, I watch the sun come up every morning, you know, like I find it peaceful. That is okay. so beautiful. <laughs> 
You would also hear a lot of bird talk, yes. wouldn't you? Have you observed the early birds catching the worm? Yes, I have, actually. There's two that always come. So is it true? Yeah, there's two birds that always come to my bloody fence and they're not tweeters, so it's not cute. They're squawkers, right? Oh. They piss me off because I like the silence of the morning. They'll squawk and squawk and squawk and I'm like hissing at them to get them to go away. Oh. And they just like fly down and like eat and whatever and then they're like cleaning their beak really loudly on the wooden fence right behind me. I'm just like, get away from me. <laughs> so I like fly away. <laughs> what sort of birds are they? Um, sometimes they're willy wagtails and then the other two that come, they're kind of like plovers but not. They're kind of like magpies and plovers put together but not. I don't know what they are but they're annoying and they, they swoop people. Oh. <laughs> well, I love birds. I find them really cheeky. Yeah, yeah. Depends on the kind of bird for me because I like pet birds. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love them. Like I used to have a budgie I got from uh, Budgie Farm. He was like really teeny tiny. He was growing out his feathers and I taught him a whole bunch of stuff and he was really tame. Wow. And I'd sit on my computer like I always do and he would just sit on my head and like fiddle with my hair and it's so <laughs> relaxing to me. So sort of like Homer Simpson, mm, he's grooming me. <laughs> so like that's what it was like. You know, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> that's so cool. You must have a pretty interesting response to COVID-19 then. That's caused a lot of people to have to be shut in, keeping away from all of their friends, not going out much. That's maybe a lot like your life anyway. It is. It was. Nothing changed. I was the same last year. I was working from home anyway and avoiding people and so I was like everybody else is just living my lifestyle. Now I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. They complain about the lifestyle and you're just like, what? It's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's awesome. Doing. What's your problem, people? Yeah. Oh, I want to go out to the beach, blah, blah, blah. Stay home, it's fun. You got all yeah. these things there. Yeah, all your stuff is here. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> all right, well, back to the son of the morning, Mr. Lucifer. Oh, that's right. For some reason, he's called the son of the morning. Yeah, I don't know why, but anyway. <laughs> Art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? Oh, he's so cut, Paul. He's such a sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> all the nations are like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. What the fuck? He's saying so many things there. (laughs) I think he's saying that Satan said that he's going to be above God. Yeah, but how many analogies did he have there? We know Isaiah will never settle on one analogy. No. We've seen that multiple times reading this all shit. (laughs) He's like, yeah, trees, sand, beaches. I'm just going to keep throwing soliloquies out of there. Soliloquies? He's a bard. Yes, he is. is. He's a poet. Shakespeare Isaiah. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Christy's snoring. (laughs) Can you hear her? Can you hear her? Yes. Sorry! Our guest nodded off to sleep. Come on, we're trying to keep this entertaining so everybody stays awake. We sent her to sleep with Isaiah, Kelly. This is so embarrassing. I hope we can get her on the podcast one day. Cool. All right, back over to you, Sister Patience, verse 15. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. To the sides of the pit. Very specific. Not into the pit, just to the sides of the pit. Right. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. Yeah, they're squinting their eyes to look. (laughs) (laughs) See, I've got Botox, so that doesn't fuck up my forehead when I do that. (laughs) Isn't that good? (laughs) 
and shall consider thee, and shall say, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble? Oh, did the earth move for you, Paul? Oh, always. Oh. Always trembling. <laughs> that did shake kingdoms. Do you shake kingdoms, Paul? <laughs> you know it. You know I do. <laughs> and made the world as a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, and opened not the house of his prisoners. Makes sense. How did they go from... Because it's Isaiah, he's deep. You can't comprehend it with your feeble brain. It's so disjointed, Paul. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Again, predictive text. Yes, miss predictive text. Please take it away. All the kings of the nations... Couldn't put Isaiah back together again. <laughs> <laughs> Yea, all of them lie in glory, every one of them in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable snowman abominable <laughs> <laughs> branch, and the remnant of those that are slain thrust her with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit, as a carcass trodden under feet. Jesus Christ. Thrust through with a sword that go down to his stones, Paul. Uh. They've taken the sword, they've gone down the mouth, all the way through the centre of his body to his stones, and then they've trodden the carcass underfoot. That's horrible. God's so macabre. He's just so gross. My testes have shrunk up just hearing that. They're like, no! <laughs> Don't do it! He just keeps trying to castrate all the men. What's yeah. going still? He made us as we are, and then he spends our entire lives trying to change our genitals. Yeah, he's just like... <laughs> Oh, I really fucked up with that testosterone thing. I just yeah, need to make everybody yeah. women. I just can't Perfectly made in God's mistake. image. Oh, I fucked up the penis. Sorry, you have to cut the end off it. And uh, <laughs> you can hide your balls. That'll be great. God, all right. Is it my turn again now? I don't know. No, hang on. Yeah. No, no, no. Kelly's got another one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah sorry. Yep, one, yeah. Right. Go on, Kelly. I'm sorry. I, I know how much you want to read this and how important it is. <laughs> it's to you, it's so, just so uh, good uh, to read, isn't it? Yeah, yes. I'm, uh, forgive me. Read on. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evil doers shall never be renowned. They're talking about seed again, Paul. I know. Oh, the seed. Uh, well, they've just been talking about rods and testicles. Of course, seed has to go It's endless amounts of seed in this yeah. book. They just can't give it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so boring. Prepare slaughter for oh. his children, for the iniquities of their fathers that they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. Oh, all over their face, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> for I will rise up against them, saith the Lord of hosts, and cut off from Babylon the name and remnant and son and nephew, saith the Lord. <laughs> a lot of things to be. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. A name, a remnant, a son. And a nephew. nephew. <laughs> so very specific, God. <laughs> what did the nephew do? Sucks <laughs> oh, to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will also make it a possession for the Bittern? Bittern? Not bitten, bittern. Bittern. I'll look it up. You keep reading. And pools of water, and I will sweep it with the besom of destruction. <laughs> you look up Bittern, I, I need to return. look up besom. 
All what right. the fuck is besom? So bittern is a large marsh bird of the heron family, which is typically smaller than a heron with brown streaked plumage. Larger kinds are noted for the deep booming call of the male in the breeding season. Well, just to confuse things further, a besom is a broom. You know the brooms you see the witches ride in movies and that sort of stuff? That's what a besom is. Oh. So for some reason, in this one verse, we've got brooms and... What? They have nothing to do with each other. What the... <laughs> And there's pools of water in there. How are these things related? Let's see if we can find a connection here. The heron is waterfowl sort of, isn't it? They hang around water, I think, maybe. But what does that have to do with the broom and destruction? Uh, well, it has something to do with the pools of water. Um, that's as good as I can do for you right now, Paul, okay? Goddamn witches. Uh, my whole weekend is just going to be so confusing from here now. Oh, uh, you'll okay. be fine. All right, so you'll hop on the apps and start chatting with some nice lady and it all just... Mm, yeah, I'm <laughs> getting a headache <laughs> all right we've destroyed nephews saith the lord okay back over to you sister patience the lord of hosts hath sworn oh he's sworn paul motherfucker yeah we're not <laughs> supposed to swear and now he's swearing oh he's got yeah. such a filthy mouth yeah god likes to swear surely as i have thought so shall it come to pass and as i have purposed so shall it stand that i will bring the Assyrian in my land and upon my mountains <laughs> tread him underfoot then shall his yoke depart from off them and his burden depart from off their shoulders he's basically said the same thing twice because we know that a yoke is a burden because of course only the most important things make it in the book that's right he has to be short in what he writes and only put the important things in there <laughs> he's so brief and so concise Paul oh yeah because he's chiseling this shit on gold plates yeah exactly exactly yeah. and it's already written by somebody else but he's doing it again anyway verse 26 this is the purpose that is purposed <laughs> upon the whole earth and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all nations did you purpose that purpose that was purposed oh and he's always stretching out his hand yes after smiting people's rods he's like here take my hand <laughs> 27 for the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall dis disannul? <laughs> oh, what disannul? the fuck is that? I've never seen yeah. that word before. I think that's like... I'll look it up. We know there's the word like annul, like an annulment for a marriage or whatever. Oh. So a disannul must be like the opposite of that. So it's like you undo something by annulling <laughs> it, and then he's putting it back into place by disannulling it. Disannul. And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? Me, I'll turn it back. Sing it back. In the year that King Ahaz died was this burden. Yeah, because Ahaz was totally a dude. <laughs> Rejoice not thou, whole Palestina, because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's root shall come forth a cockatrice, <laughs> and fruit shall be fiery flying <laughs> serpent. We're back into the good genitalia stuff oh, now. Oh, the <laughs> cockatrice. Do you know what a cockatrice is, Kelly? No. <laughs> we heard this word for the first time, I think it was two weeks ago. While reading Isaiah at some point. It's a mythical beast that's a cross between a dragon and a rooster. Ew. You get a cockatrice when a rooster lays an egg. Roosters don't lay eggs. 
<laughs> but then it, it's fertilised by a toad or something as well, isn't it? It's incubated by a toad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So a rooster lays an egg, a toad jizzes on it, and out comes the cockatrice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's so yeah. weird. Totally real. It's the picture for one of the episodes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got the cock, we got the fiery serpents, uh, we got the roots. Uh, we're back into the dirty stuff there. All right, let me boot this baby home. And the firstborn of the poor shall feed, and the needy shall lie down in safety, and I will kill thy root with famine. Jesus. And he shall slay thy remnant. So only the firstborn of the poor people is going to eat, and then he's going to kill roots with famine. Okay. <laughs> is that when you're having like an epic sex session and you start running out of energy, so you got to have like a protein bar or something in between? He's like, I think he's just shooting blanks, Paul. <laughs> he's all Viagra out. Uh, now he's just like... Oh, hang on. The next verse starts with a couple of words we haven't used before. Howl, O gate. Cry, O city. Huh. Their whole Palestina. Palestina? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Palestine, it's Palestina. Palestina, because she's Arts. a woman, Paul. Yeah, Areas yeah. of the world have gender as well. Yeah, and Palestine is a lady. Oh, totally. Which is probably why all the men are fighting over it. They all want to get <laughs> into Palestina. It, yes. <laughs> yeah. Art dissolved, for there shall come from the north a smoke. And none shall be alone in his appointed times. All right, last verse. The final verse of the Isaiah plagiarism section. Of the Book of Mormon. The moment we've been waiting for for fucking months. Oh, thank you, Joseph Smith, for ending it. All right, let's just savor this moment now. What shall then answer the messengers of the nations that the Lord hath founded Zion and the poor of his people shall trust him? That seemed really anticlimactic, Paul. Yeah, there's no summary, no kind of tying the whole thing together. It's just, what? Well, nice knowing you, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> You've converted me a Mormon now. <laughs> we're finishing off Isaiah as confused as we were when we started it. We've learnt nothing. We've achieved nothing. We've got nothing. Over to you, Kelly. First time reading the scriptures. How did you go? Are you filled with the burning of the spirit now? Are you wanting to cry unto God for help after reading that? Um, actually, that was really hard to follow. Like, I, it was so hard to fucking follow. Like, I didn't understand a lot of it. Uh, there are other sections where there is a bit of a story where it does sort of make sense a little bit. We might have to get her on another time, hey? And uh, Yeah. If you haven't been get, scared Give her a off. section that's a bit easier to comprehend. Because, yeah, as we said, we've thrown you in the deep end in one of the most confusing parts of Scripture that even the most dedicated Christians have trouble comprehending and understanding. Yeah. So. <laughs> So you're you not can alone make there. this shit mean anything, especially yeah. when I start talking about a cockatrice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about interpretation. I'm just happy we got through Isaiah. That is the worst part of the Book of Mormon done. How long did it take you to get through? Oh, it's been a few months at least. Hasn't yeah. It? I mean, yeah. yeah. It's been the majority of Second Nephi anyway, so. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we even tried to dream up ways of getting through it quicker. Paul started this amazing group chat once where he gave us some examples of how we could just like read it in a certain style and then just get a whole bunch of people reading it, jam it all together and turn that into an episode without sort of commenting at all, reading it very sexily. Yeah, sexy voice Isaiah. <laughs> in the year, the king Azaz died and this... 
Burn it! I think I need to leave this group chat. <laughs> All right, and welcome to Second Nephi After Dark. All right, well, I'm assuming you both want to have some sort of weekend. <laughs> yeah. Because we're recording this, we're on a Saturday morning here, and, yeah, so we've got to get going. So, Kelly, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no, it was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Any final thoughts or comments, Kelly? Do you feel at all spiritually enlightened? No, but I am interested in the scripture. I like reading... Uh, I just like reading bullshit, to be honest. (laughs) Well, you have come to the right place. (laughs) You must love the internet then. I do. I do. I live for the internet. Well, isn't it nice that you're alive at this time? (laughs) What a time to be alive. Yeah. What games will you be going to play today? Um, Actually, I'm going to go out to see somebody at a hospital. Oh, okay. And then when we get back, um, probably League of Legends. Oh. Well, my best wishes to your friend in hospital. May they get better soon. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for being on. But, yes, we will definitely have you on again. Let's continue your spiritual journey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Paul's going to baptise me one day if we get enough Patreons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a goal. Maybe, Kelly, let's make it a twofer. I'll baptise both of you. I've actually been christened. Have you? Wow. My mum didn't believe in, like, any other religion or whatever, but, like, it was just sort of what you did. Oh. Because my aunt was kind of religious. Wow. So, like, yeah, they had me baptised. Well, I think that accounts for the majority of Christians, though. They were, like, christened as kids, been to church maybe twice in their entire lives, and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Thank you, Sister Patience, as always, for doing this and putting it together and doing the editing. Thank you, our listeners and Patreons, and thank you, God. We have to thank <laughs> God for... For being such an asshole. Making all of this possible for us. I'll praise him. Even though we don't believe in or worship <laughs> him in any way. It's still him to thank. And thank you, God, for letting me kill you when I get back up there one day. I'm coming for you. <laughs> we will work on the sound effects, but we'll make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, thank you, everybody. Enjoy your weekend, and, and? until next week yeah. on the Book of Boredom, yeah. in the name of Jesus Christ, Amen! Amen! That's what Patience was waiting for. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>